If you are working on becoming more talented, healthy, reputable, innovative, vision-minded, engaged, or service-oriented, you are in the right place. Those words spell out Thrives, and this is the Thrives Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Jenkins, the Assistant Vice Chancellor for Leadership and Institutional Development at the University System of Georgia. In each episode, I will talk to a guest about how they are thriving in the USG. In addition to chatting with those in leadership positions around the system, this podcast will spotlight various working groups and departments to give you a broader view of the system. We will dive into what effective leadership looks like and sounds like and explore how each piece of the puzzle you hear fits into our USG. We are all the USG and our goal is that you continue to learn, develop and grow through these episodes. Welcome everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Thrives Podcast. I am super excited about this because I love talking to students. And today I am talking with Alexis Valianados, who is a student from Georgia College and State University. I'm super excited, as you can probably hear in my voice, because Alexis was a part of a training that we did for Georgia College uh, a few months ago. She um, works in their wellness and recreation center as a supervisor, and we were working with their supervisors and their professional staff, and I was like, let's get to know Alexis a little bit more. Let's bring her on the Thrives podcast Um, a little bit more about Alexis, and then I'm going to let her tell you um, more about herself, but she actually will will graduate um, this May, so So May of 2023. So whenever you're listening to this, she will either have graduated or is about to, depending on uh, when we roll this out. Um, she She will graduate with a Bachelor of Science. And then she already knows what the fall holds for her. She will go to Faulkner University in August of 2023 to start her uh, graduate work in physician assistant studies. So I am just really looking forward to digging in. You're going to get to hear a lot about Alexis's experience with leadership. So hello, Alexis. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Hey, yeah. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Awesome. You come highly recommended from your professional staff. And so, again, just looking forward to getting to hear more about leadership. Um, so let's just kind of jump in. I, As you heard, I, I gave a, the high level information about you, but can you tell the listeners just a little bit more about you that maybe wasn't captured in your intro? Yeah, of course. So like you said, I am going to PA school in the fall. Right now, I'm not really sure what type of PA I want to study, um, but I'm looking forward to getting my foot in the water and seeing what else is out there. I come from a big family. I'm a Greek family, so family is huge for me. If you see my big fat Greek wedding, that is basically my family. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so just... I work and do school pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And so you have been at Georgia College um, since 2018. So that's been your your college experience, right? Yes. This is actually my fifth year here. Nice. Okay. And I saw on your resume, um, Alexis, and I didn't prep you that I was going to ask you this, but do you speak Greek? I can say about 80% fluent. I can do conversational Greek. 
Okay. Uh, I get through. There's a couple words that I'm like, oh, goodness, what did you say? But for, <laughs> for the most part, I can, yes. But you can get by with it. That's fantastic. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, listen, in these five years that you've been at Georgia College, tell me, what have you learned about leadership? Yeah, so throughout my time here, I have learned that there's a lot of different aspects to being a leader. Um, it isn't just about leading a group of people, I would say. It's about um, you're constantly trying to find ways to improve your teaching style, your leadership style, researching ideas, uh, talking to your peers, getting feedback, and see how you can improve. No one's perfect. I am far from perfect. <laughs> but I guess it's what you can bring in to the table what you've learned and then share that to your group or the peers you're mentoring, you could say. And I yeah. felt like Georgia College has taught me a great way of how to do that by putting me in these ex experiences and situations where it kind of challenges me to try to find the best way and improve my styles and also being a good influence to others, I would say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Alexis, you mentioned the word feedback. Have Do you feel like you've kind of grown in these last five years in terms of how you receive feedback? Because I know that can be tough. Oh, for sure. I think when I was in high school, I was kind of upset when I got feedback. I was mm -hmm. like, really? I'm not, that, that wasn't good. And even though I thought it was, mm -hmm. but now throughout my years here, I've learned that I, I'm not perfect and there's mm -hmm. a lot of ways to improve. And what I liked about Georgia college in one of my classes is they actually recorded us doing like a presentation leadership oh. and everything. And we got feedback from our, um, our teacher and our group members. And that really, like, I think, lit the light bulb in me. I was like, actually, you know what? They're right. What they're saying is not a lie. So I feel like that's been a good way to to improve myself and realize that it's not a negative thing. They're only yeah. trying to help me so then I can succeed when I'm older. Yeah, yeah. We often, um, in some of the work that I do, we, we try to get across the concept that feedback is actually a gift. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, it's it's coming around to realizing that, oh, yeah, maybe that is true, you know, kind of um, taking your ego out of it, which is hard to do, but realizing that what they're what your people who are reviewing you or critiquing you, that it actually is true. So they're whole, like it, it, it gives you a, a moment to hold up a mirror to yourself and really see how other people see you. Oh, exactly. Like yeah. I had to come to the realization that no one's just trying to be negative for fun. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> they, exactly. They want to help you out. Um, yes. So that was a big thing that I had to, I had to learn and adapt to, which I'm glad I did. Yeah, because I can imagine as you go into this next stage of of your graduate degree with a with in PA studies, like there's probably going to be some moments when you get feedback, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so kind of going ahead and preparing that and using all these skills from your undergraduate years will be invaluable. And so that kind of leads me to my next question for you. What experiences um, have you had that has given you this insight? You mentioned feedback, you mentioned listening, you mentioned you know, leading others. What gave you that opportunity? What, what experiences have you had that gave you the opportunity to learn that? Yeah, so I think there's probably two I would say that have had the biggest experience on me. Number one being I served as the vice president of finance for my sorority. So that was a big, a big job that I had mm -hmm. to do managing about 180 in, women and wow. 
doing all the checks and balances for the whole group, making sure payments were in on time. If we had a we had to come up with the whole budget. So that was trying to figure out all the different chairmen, how much they could spend. And people were upset, like, oh, I want more money. But you had to realize that we had to find a good balance of how we had to make sure we were seeing the positives, but also still having that extra spending money as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only was I communicating with the, the individuals in the sorority, but also their parents, because some of their parents were still paying their, their monthly dues. Sure. Um, so oh, wow. communicate with those, the parents mm-hmm. because they weren't here in Millersville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was also, I had to learn how to communicate. My communication styles were different. Um, not mm-hmm. everyone can take the email from me saying, oh, don't forget to pay your dues. They think I'm being mean, but mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. That's, that's my job. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really interesting to see how I can adapt. And I had great advisors that helped me that I really understood this was not a job, but more of a learning experience, I would say. Mm. Um, Cause it was all volunteer and it was just to really gain experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the biggest things that has taught me how to be a good leader. And then I would also say being a supervisor at the wellness recreation center, because mm. we are working with all of the students here that go to that are enrolled. Um, if they're using the gym or if they're participating in intramurals, whatever it may be, I have to communicate with them, making sure policies are in place, they're following the rules. And that was one of the biggest things that I found was challenging for me because I might be friends with these people. Yeah. And if I had to tell them, oh, don't forget, you can't work out with that or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it may be, it was hard to find that balance of, okay, I have to be a leader, be my role, my job but also be a friend as well. So that kind of um, was challenging to first adapt to, I would say. Yeah, I mean, in both of those situations with your sorority and at the wellness and, or, and the rec center, you really did, like you had you had a little bit of authority there, but you are also friends with your sorority sisters and the, the people coming to use the center. So exactly. that's a real tough balance. Do you feel like you've kind of gotten that figured out at this point? I think so. I feel like mm-hmm. once we get older and even the students here, they get older, they start to understand that this is their job. And if you explain them like, hey, I know we're friends outside of this, but this is my job. This is what I'm getting paid for. Mm-hmm. Or some my boss is telling me to do this. It's mm-hmm. No hard feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I see them outside of the workplace, we're all fine. So I mm-hmm. think it's once people get older and mature, they start to realize that you know what, this is their job and they're not, they're not just trying to be mean for, or trying to be a stickler of the rules for just the heck of it. Yeah. Really kind of setting those boundaries, right? Like this is my job. This is my, this is, you know, my role here, but outside of work, you know, where those boundaries don't have to exist. So really just being very clear in your communication, would that be what you would say? Oh yeah, for sure. Just being very clear and Mm -hmm. upfront. Yeah. You also mentioned kind of your communication style. What specifically have you learned about how you communicate with others? Yeah, I think it's more of just not everyone's like me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very, I need to get everything done before I can have um, free time or fun or hang out with my friends. Mm Because if I get very stressed out, I like to have my planner. Yeah. My assignments are done. And then I realized and was living with different roommates and all my friends realized that some people 
need to have the fun first, get that out of their system, and then mm. get thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then other people don't like being told what to do. They kind of just like being suggested what to do, I found. Like, hey, I think you should do this um, instead of being, you need to go do this. Yeah. Uh, and then having a conversation with them, asking them how their day was before just being like, don't forget, you need to go <laughs> put the laundry in. Um, yeah. Let's yeah. say having a conversation with them they're still a person they're still a friend they have feelings um so that was a big adjustment because i i can put the feelings aside personally and be like all right this is my job i gotta do it mm-hmm. uh, i need to do my homework whatever it may be i need to clean um so just kind of adjusting and realizing sitting down with myself that not everyone is like me and that there are different styles and yeah Throughout Georgia College, in our classes, we've taken the personality tests or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So I used to research and read up on the other styles. And it's it really is eye-opening that there are so many different styles out there. And mm-hmm. now it's interesting when I speak to someone or meet someone for the first time, I sort of try to figure out what their style is mm-hmm. um, by just having that first initial conversation with them so I can see how we can have a connection moving forward. Yeah, it's interesting in the work that I do. Um, I get asked, often asked, like, well, how do I know other people's styles? And, and kind of what you just said, Alexis, my my response to that is, well, just listen. You know, just as you meet somebody, kind of listen to what they're saying, pick up on these clues. And when you when you know the background, then you, you people kind of put off um, some hints, you know, about how they like to be communicated with. So I think you're right. Like, just... Being open to that and remembering that uh, that not everybody. I mean, yeah, it sounds like you are more task oriented. Is that correct, Alexis? Oh, I would say one hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're right. Like some people are more people oriented, and so being willing to to meet in the middle, remember that, balance that out. That's yeah. That's um, you know, especially as you've learned, I'm sure to um, to navigate a roommate situation. Oh, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. I've been very blessed that I have lived with the same roommates for almost my whole five years now. Wow, that's remarkable. It is. It is. And we've had a great communication and Mm -hmm. great connection. But I've heard the complete opposite story Mm -hmm. (laughs) from other Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just interesting to see how we're all still in the same time and place in our lives, being Mm -hmm. at college, the same college people that I work with were in the same job, but it can be completely different. So just, I think that's what I love about being in college in this mm-hmm. is that it's very eye-opening. You see a lot mm-hmm. of things that you didn't see in high school when you're in those, those four walls there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what our, you know, um, our system offers to people, no matter what university or state college you go to within our system, you're going to get the opportunity to, see people who are different than you and who grew up differently and you know even like small things Alexis like I remember super super inconsequential things like oh people fold towels differently than we did in my house (laughs) or you know people rearrange things in the refrigerator differently or you know I mean and it's the small things like that that help you remember oh we are very different nobody we didn't you know everybody didn't grow up exactly the same yeah so yeah it's a great experience. It's a blessing and a mm-hmm. curse. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, oh, goodness. Yeah. You have to realize that. Again, not everyone's like you. 
Sure. And and so let's kind of go down that path for just a little bit. What do you think are the biggest challenge? I mean, you said you said blessing and a curse. And I'm, we were talking about, you know, kind of getting other getting used to people's differences. But just in general, what do you think the biggest challenge is to student leaders today? I would say we sort of mentioned this previously, but knowing when to be a leader and knowing when to be a friend. I think that could be the biggest issue is you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but you also have a job to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that could be the the biggest challenge that I have had. It might not mm-hmm. be the same for everyone, mm-hmm. but especially when I do, my job is a school job. It's, mm-hmm. I see everyone that I have classes with, that I see walking around just the downtown throughout lunch, whatever it may be. I see them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be different for someone else who doesn't have an on-campus job. Mm-hmm. But for me mm-hmm. personally, I think that is the biggest challenge is if someone's trying to get into the wellness center without their ID, they need an ID. They need their Bobcat card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, come on, you know me, just let me in. But I'm like, yeah, I do know you. Mm-hmm. The the rule is you need your car to get in to have mm-hmm. access into the building. So it's, yeah. for me, I think that is the biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear what others would say that come to this mm-hmm. the school and are on this campus. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think that would be the the biggest one. Yeah, and I think what, you know, what that kind of hits up against that other leaders face, whether they're student leaders or, you know, wherever they are in in their their career, is that it's it's holding your integrity, right? Mm -hmm. It's that being that the person who you are entrusted to do this job, you were given, you have the authority with these rules, you know, and it's really your integrity on the line when a friend asks you to break the rules. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's, I've had the great opportunity to have two amazing bosses and mm-hmm. the whole professional staff is awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go against them, you know, mm-hmm. but oh, these are my friends. So it's, that's the whole, I think the whole blessing in, in disguise, yeah. blessing mm-hmm. curse, because I have great professional staff, great bosses, great mentors. Um, but then I'm, I have great friends too. So mm-hmm. it's like, yes. Yes. Balance. Yep. Yep. And and that will carry over into your career. You know, there will be you'll you'll lead teams or, you know, be um be a leader amongst your peers and have to figure out how do you maintain your friendships and your your work relationships while also being that leader? I mean, that, you know, you said it's your current situation, but I, I can that holds true again, no matter where you are, you know, in the, in the lifespan of your career. So it's encouraging that you're thinking about that now, Alexis, and that you're having the opportunity to process this and think through your response now before you get to your next step. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's a a great training ground for what's to come. Yes. I've had a very blessed opportunity to be placed in these in awesome. these situations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think you're onto something. It would be interesting to sort of do a poll and say, what is your biggest challenge? And just kind of get a sense of, you know, students at Georgia College and just students in general, because you're right. I think it is very personal um, to their situation, but I have a feeling that there would be some universals. You're, you're not the, I, and we heard that that night that you're definitely not the only one navigating this challenge of having friends, but also having some authority. So you're not alone in that. 
Okay, so you're headed off in August to this next step. What do you think? I mean, like if you could have a crystal ball and you could look into your future, how do you think you'll use your leadership development from Georgia College as you go into your career? I think the biggest one is probably the communication style because Mm. in PA school, you're working with your faculty, your peers, your students, but also the preceptors, the your clinical group when you go work in the hospitals, you're working with all of the the actual doctors there, the actual nurses, the technicians. So it's really, I really think the biggest part is learning how to communicate with again all those different types of styles. Not everyone's mm-hmm. going to be the same there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that big stigmatism that the doctors have the biggest ego or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. So it's how mm-hmm. to how do I get the doctor, the physician who's been there for years, serving 30, 40 years and under his role, and then he's, is he going to listen to me, a student, you know? So it's, I think that's going to be the biggest challenge, but Mm -hmm. I, I think I'll be able to use what I've learned throughout my years here at Georgia College State University that Mm -hmm. I can find those different styles and again, listen, Mm -hmm. some Mm -hmm. research, maybe ask other people like, hey, what do you think they're, Mm -hmm. there's, is and that will help me help me for sure um my post-grad and I think also learning how to delegate work efficiently oh mm-hmm. that will be a, the big part because PA school is no joke and mm-hmm. I need to have that good communication that good relationship with my fellow peers but then also need to delegate the work not mm-hmm. just like splitting it up but maybe plan out our days like these two days we'll do this and then if you can do this I'll do this whatever it Mm -hmm. may be yeah you like for sure delegating um is an important role for a leader to have yeah so I think I'm going to try to use that (laughs) off to school in August but who knows we'll see what what happened? <laughs> well, there's this term, Alexis, um, it, that's called um, del. Okay, so delegating. Yeah, it's called dela dumping, and that is when you just start assigning things away because you don't want to do it, yeah. as opposed to delegating, which is much more intentional and thoughtful, and you know has a purpose to it. So I love what you're saying there that really being strategic about how you delegate the work and how you work alongside your peers, because this new step for you is, is almost like a blank slate of oh, new sure, people. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's also yeah. hard for me too. Cause I, I sort of like to do everything myself. Cause mm-hmm. not that I'm a control freak or anything, but it's, I just know I can get it done. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard when I'm in group works or whatever it may be, working with a team, I'm like, oh, goodness, are they going to get it done on time? Yep. Um, yep. Not necessarily will it be done good or to the best of their ability, but will it be done on time? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where a delegation is a bit of a challenge for me. Yep. Because uh, I'm like, you know what? I know that <clears throat> if I put it on my planner, I'm going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the things I need to I need to work on. And I'm still yeah. working on that is finding that perfect medium that balance for delegation and communicating with whoever I'm working with my team yeah it it'll be really interesting too Alexis I I want to I hope we can stay in touch because I'm interested to when you get there if 
you've got, because this will be a whole different level. I mean, everybody there is, you know, there for PA specifically, mm-hmm. you know, PA studies specifically. And so I'd be curious to see like what the level of engagement is. If you see a higher level of engagement in things like turning things in on time. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe, you know, because everyone's got this focus in what they're trying to accomplish. Does that make sense? No, for sure. And yeah. uh, we've been placed in groups, like group me's and group messages up for the upcoming term. And I'm just looking at everyone in there. And there's some people that are married, have children. Oh, wow. I'm just like, oh, gosh, how am I going to <laughs> to fit in here? Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's very rare you just go straight from your undergrad to PA school because you need know, oh, okay. the hours, the gotcha. clinical hours, the shadowing. So I was very blessed that I was able to just go straight through. Um, but yeah, there are some people that I've married to children. So it's going to be really interesting to see how we all we all work together and help each other out. Yeah. yeah. And a whole nother layer then of, of navigating differences. You know, you're going to have a very different experience than somebody who who is married with a family how, mm-hmm. you know, and, and their, their pressures compared to yours. So, yeah, I mean, I think going in as, as open-minded like you are, and, and I think you've nailed it with the word listening, doing a lot of listening and really trying to listen to understand what they're saying and what they need. That'll go a long way for you. And it's interesting that you said that, because I was looking at your resume, you have done over 185 clinical hours that is a really big number. How did you fit all that in? Yeah, so let's say around maybe two years ago, I'd say at this uh-huh. point. Okay. Um, I was actually a nursing student here at George oh, College. So I was okay. in the nursing program here at the nursing school. So I got a lot of my hours doing that for okay. sure. Okay, nice. And that's when I decided to do my whole career switch up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so that, now I'm going this route. But I was also I was also working as um, an MA medical assistant at a clinic by my house during Christmas break over the summers, and that's what I'll be doing this summer before before I head back to school. So yeah, I just got my hours in there, shadowing some PAs that we know personally. So yeah, awesome. Well, and you know, listen, there is nothing wrong with a pivot in your career. Um, I think many of our listeners are going to resonate with that, that, um, you know, some of the the pivots come when you're an undergrad like you, when you went from nursing to PA, you know, to to more of that pre-professional studies route, and some people pivot later. So that is very, um, that resonates with a wide audience, Alexis. And so, yeah, I I switched my major my senior year. That's why I'm here for a fifth year. So that's awesome. Never too late. (laughs) That's so true. Yes. Yes, and I'll, I'll I'll have to tell you that probably won't be the last pivot that you'll make. So now it may that may be end up being the big biggest pivot. Who knows? <laughs> You've got a a lot left um, out there to uh, in your career journey. So so as we wrap up, um, I actually I have one question before we get into our wrap up questions. Tell me what's your favorite thing about living in Milledgeville for the past five years? Oh goodness, let's see. I would probably say. The people here. Yeah. I would say the okay. here because if you come down to Milledgeville, Georgia, there's not much here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we have a beautiful lake. We have a beautiful downtown area. We have a great scenery, like the Greenway. We can go on walks and trails, mm-hmm. stuff like that. However, but the people 
how it make it because we know there's not a lot so yeah. it's we make experiences together and memories together um we played in murals a lot so we'll make those fun teams just go out okay. there have fun we'll hang out by the pool so if you're with a good group of people, you can make anything fun. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so it may not like, be high action in Milledgeville, but it's the, it's quality relationships with the exact, people there. Exactly. And since we, we're not a big campus, we have maybe five, 6,000 um, enrolled students. So you kind of know everyone, but you also mm-hmm. get to meet new people every day. So it's just nice walking downtown or going to the Walmart Kroger <laughs> and running into someone you know, just seeing a familiar yeah. face makes you feel comfortable at home. That's awesome. That is awesome. All right. So two last questions for you. So the first one is, as we wrap up, what is the message that you would want them to get out to our listeners? What's something you want them to remember? Yeah. So it's, it's okay to make a mistake or mess up. Like I said, I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. Your leaders aren't perfect either. So if they make a mistake, let them make that mistake. Um, Just work together to figure out how you can fix it. And if you happen to make a mistake, own up to it. No one likes someone who tries to cover up their mistake or, or like, I didn't do that. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, type of thing. Uh, so just own up to it. Apologize. Come up with a plan how you can fix it. And this sort of leads into finding that mentor or if it's your boss or someone older than you, grow a relationship with them because they're not trying to just be that authoritative person over you. They want to help you out. So if you find that person and grow a relationship with them, find that mentor, I feel like it can help you a lot growing um, presently and in the future. Yeah, that is that is really great advice. So so a lot of grace for your leaders, remembering that they're people, they make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I love what you said, too, about the owning up part, you know, apologize, but also come with a solution yes. or some possible solutions on how to how to fix the problem or how you're going to do things differently next time. Um, I think that that's, that is two things that we all need to remember. Absolutely. That we are humans. We're going to make mistakes and then how to handle it when we do is just <laughs> apologize and come prepared with the, the solution in hand. Yeah. That it's, it's not easy, but it's not as long as you're trying and you're putting your best effort, people will see that people will yes. see you're trying. Yes, yes. There's this concept called assuming positive intent. And that's really where, you know, you make the assumption everyone's doing the best they can. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so often we are. Are are there some out there who aren't? Sure. But most likely people are just absolutely trying, you know, their very best. So that is that is great advice. And so the last question is just because this show is called Thrives, can you share something that's helping you thrive right now? So I sort of touched on this when you asked me what makes Milledgeville a great place and why I've been here for so long yeah. is my friends. <laughs> oh, and yay. I think that's because since we are all leaving soon, we have about three weeks left. We're trying to make all the best memories and experiences possible um, with the short amount of time left. We're normally when it's, oh, we have to study. We're like, oh, let's study together. <laughs> or we're just trying to do everything we can together um and we're making dinners together because we oh. all live separately so yeah. it's we're not all together all the time but we're like let's just try to make everything we can do together yeah. um so we made all these intramural teams together so we're playing all these team all these games um 
we are cooking dinners together. We're going out to eat on Saturday nights now. We're making it a thing. That's so awesome. we're just trying to soak up all these last yep. memories together uh, before we all head off to our next plan. Some are staying here. Some are younger. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I think that's what's making me thrive right now and is getting me past the senioritis where I don't really want to, <laughs> <laughs> really want to do those last assignments or those last projects. Um, but yes. Together. So it's. I think they're they're really what's making me thrive right now. That is absolutely fantastic. I love that answer. Um, and yeah, you're, I mean, I can't believe you only have three weeks. When you said that, I was like, wait a minute. And I was like, oh, it is April. We are into April. So you, I mean, graduation is right around the corner and this is such a bittersweet time. Like you, are, I know you're looking forward to the future, but you got to soak all the memories up now. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to miss it here. Yeah. Millville and Georgia College has a, will always have a special place in my heart for sure. That's awesome. Well, Alexis, this has been such a, just a lovely conversation. Um, I I just have, I I could ask a million more questions. I'm going to be honest (laughs) with you. Um, I've had to kind of hold myself back because um, we could be on this for a long time, but I'm going to just say thank you so much um, and enjoy these last couple of weeks. And you're right. I mean, these relationships um, will, you know, carry you forward for many, many years to come. They'll be lifelong. And so just making the most of the time you have left, but all of the luck for the future. And we'll be, um, I know the audience is going to be just sending you up a lot of positive thoughts for um, graduate school. Please keep in touch. Let me know so I can tell our listeners, kind of give them an update. But I just appreciate you sharing your wisdom and and all your experiences with us. Of course. No, thank you for having me. I love this conversation we have. And yeah, we'll stay in touch for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely keep in touch. Awesome. All right. So thank you so much, listeners. Watch for another episode of the Thrives podcast soon. And until then, keep thriving. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Thrives podcast. We hope you have learned something new and had a little fun at the same time. If you have suggestions for a person to interview or a topic you want to hear more about, please email us at usothrives at usg.edu. Episodes will be available whenever you are ready to listen. And until next time, keep thriving.